Have you desired a generation of true Christians? Do your heart hunger for the Word of God and rise in the power of the Holy Spirit? Are you eager to join the Revival Army of God for Kingdom Advancement? Welcome to Agents of Change Podcast, where we work as one and together advance the kingdom. We channel only with God's power flowing through us every day and every hour. Stay tuned. to quickly discuss growing your vision and burden for change. Growing your vision and burden for change. How many people don't like growth? Can I see your hand? You don't like anything you are doing to grow. You just want it to remain small. Everybody likes growth. Okay, let me be sure. Do you like the money in your account to remain small? No. <laughs> you see the enthusiasm with which the no came out now. <laughs> eh? That one is usually used to get the right response. Okay, so instinctively we all like growth. We we don't like things to remain the way they have been. Hmm? There's one prayer that we used to recite those days. As it was in the beginning. Eh? You said? So shall it be forever and ever, world without end. Eh? There are some things that should remain the same. But there are some things that you will not remain the same. Story six. If you don't have it, I have it on flash. There's a folder. So all of us like for by by nature. Uh, one of the characteristics of living things is that what? They grow. Another characteristic of living thing is what? They die. You will not hear that a living thing is stagnant. It's either growing. It's either growing or it's dying. And so when we're talking about vision, we ought to also know that vision can grow or it can die. Actually, visions don't stay stagnant. They're either growing or they're dying. The death may not be apparent. Okay? For instance, the number can stay the same, but for the number to stay the same, something has gone wrong for the thing not to be reproducing. One of the earliest things that God did after creation or as he created things was to put in them the ability to reproduce themselves. The ability to reproduce themselves. 
And so you will find out that growth is a natural mechanism that God put into creation. It's a natural mechanism that he put. He says that he, he gave the, the trees bearing seeds. You know, so everything is created with the capacity to reproduce and perpetuate itself. And so when God gives us a vision, the vision usually takes the same nature of God in being able to reproduce and expand and grow. The Bible says so mightily grew the word of God and it prevailed. The word of God didn't just come and just stay like that. It grew so mightily that it prevails. That means it took control of its environment. It became dominant. Hallelujah. So whether you are thinking about spiritual things, they grow. Or you are thinking about money, it grows. The Bible says, and Isaac did what? Sowed in that land. And he reaped the hundredfold. And then it says, and Isaac went forward. And he did what? He waxed great. Until the Philistines envied him. So there's a sense in which our relationship with God usually manifests in growth. And so this morning, our objective is to learn how to grow the visions that God has given us, the burdens that God has given us, the tasks, the assignments that he has given us, how to nurture them, keep them alive, but not just alive, but growing. We want to learn how to cultivate the devotion and habits that will keep your vision and burden fresh. Now, one of the areas that I'm focusing on lately is the power of, you know, just habits. Now, I know the word religion has been abused and misused and, you know, insulted, and believers don't want to be associated with it, right? You say, ah, Christianity is a faith, it's not a religion at all. And that's, that's, that's okay. We know what we're trying to communicate. But you see, effectiveness requires religious consistency. So religion itself is not a bad word. The issue is, what are you religious about? If you are religious about waking up in the morning to have an encounter with God, there's nothing wrong with that religion. If you are religious about spending time in the word of God, there's nothing wrong with that religion. If you are religious about empty things, yeah, that's a problem. Okay? So, the habits that are necessary, if you like, habit is religious. How many of us normally go out in the morning without brushing our teeth? How many? <laughs> Why don't you have a problem with that? Because you have come to realize that this is a good thing. So if you are religious about a good thing, there's nothing wrong with that. 
So we need to develop the habits that are going to ensure that our vision stays alive and grows. And then we need to learn to avoid the things that can make your vision or board into that. So those are three things we want to look at uh, over the next 45 minutes, right? One, how to grow it. Two, the habits that you need to develop. And three, the things that you must avoid. Things that you must avoid. All right, next slide, sir. Now, I'm sure I know that wrote this because you can read the person's from the words that it says, vision is a living thing. It is the deposit of a fragment of the heart of the living God in the heart of the disciple. I don't think anyone else will like that. That far from God. <laughs> but it's a nice way to capture it. That it's a fragment of the heart of the living God. Alex was talking earlier about somebody sending a letter. And that all of us are letters in a sense. We're a piece of something that God is trying to make a big picture of. Hallelujah. Amen. One of the earliest gifts that I enjoyed as a growing up child is a puzzle at many pieces. And my elder brother had bought it for me and sent it to me. And I became very good at setting up the puzzle. I had older ones, but the speed with which I used to set up that puzzle, they used to marvel. But the point is that no matter how intricate and wonderful the image on the puzzle is, if one piece is missing, you get a certain sense that this thing is not complete. Right? And in reality, it's not complete. So in the big picture that God is trying to paint, if your role is missing, there's a problem with the picture. There's a problem with the picture. That's why you cannot slack on this issue. In the book of Ephesians, chapter 4, the Bible talks about the church. And it says he has given some apostles and pastors and prophets and teachers and evangelists. It says, and all of them are supposed to work together for the equipping of the saints, right? It says, and every joint supplies. Now, let me try and use the illustration of a car. A car. Most cars now, they don't have what is called carburetor. Do you know what a carburetor is? The women are excused. <laughs> hmm? They usually don't concern themselves with those type of things. In fact, if uh, the tire of uh, the car goes down, the men here, yeah, who am I? You know, your wife is likely to call you wherever you are. Yes. One time I was in Lagos, and the tire of the car went flat in Abuja. My wife called me. Said, I'm in Lagos. <laughs> 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 Anyways, so they don't make cars with carburetors again. They make them with injectors. And injectors have between four and six nozzles. I think they are more full of two. If one nozzle is not firing, if it's not clean, you will see the car doing. That is what happens when you are part of the body, but you are not firing. The body as a whole suffers damage. That's why we cannot slack. That each one of us is a fragment of God's vision for the earth. We are a piece of the whole puzzle. And that the picture cannot be fully formed 
unless every one of us is in place. Unless every one of us is in place. Says vision and body can grow. And sadly, it can die also in the life and heart of the bearer. Don't go too far to see this at work. A man was traveling to a far country. He gave his servants talents. In the life of one of them, he died. He said, I buried it. Eh? He said, take that which belongs to you. That means he returned it to the master the same way he received it. He did nothing with it. Absolutely nothing with it. Over the course of this engagement, we have been receiving certain things, you know, that are maybe sparking something in our lives. One day, we will confront the master and we have to say to him what we did with it or take your property and return it to you the way I received it. We're going to have to do one of the two on that day. So many things are yearning to be released inside of you. Yearning to be released. It's my prayer that, you know, when we eventually encounter him, as we must, we'll be able to say to him, Master, this is what you gave me, and that is all I have produced with it, by your help. That will not just say, this is what you gave me, where I take Hmm? That's not our assignment. Our assignment is not to keep it. Our assignment is to deploy it, to use it. Since so when God gives us a body, it becomes our responsibility to grow and nurture it. To ensure that it is not aborted, but nurtured until it is full grown and fulfilled. It becomes our responsibility. Actually, that is what purpose is. That responsibility to take what the Lord has given to work with and run with it. That's what sums up purpose. Hallelujah. Now, in Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 1 to 4, uh, is this scripture that we come back to over and over and over again because in, in that short portion, in fact, the book of Habakkuk is three chapters, right? But it, it sums up, you know, so much in life. In chapter one, which is where many of us are most of the time, even me to an extent, but God is shifting me to chapter two and eventually to chapter three. In chapter one, it was just lamentation. If you read the book of Habakkuk, Habakkuk says, ah, everything is, nothing is working. Eh? See, open it. Let's let's look at it. It's just three chapters.
Look at from chapter one. If you if you recognize yourself inside, no problem. Say the body which Abacuc the prophet did see. You see, it was a body. You say, Oh Lord, how long shall I cry? And I will not hear. Even cry out unto thee of violence, and I will not save. How many people have felt like that about Nigeria? He said, Why dost thou show me iniquity and cause me to behold grievance? For spoiling and violence are before me, and there are that raise up strife and contention. Abakok is saying, Why are you allowing me to see all these things? When I pray to you about it, you don't do anything about it. He says, Therefore, the law is slapped, and judgment don't never go forth. Is there justice in Nigeria? He says, There's no justice in the land. For the wicked don't compass about the righteous. A few days ago, didn't they say that they surrounded Abuja? So, this is chapter one of Habakkuk. Habakkuk is just outlining all the issues to God. God, why are you showing me this thing? After all, if I pray, nothing changes. Some people feel like that about Nigeria. And then, in chapter 2, God caught his attention. That complaining alone does not deal with issues. God said, look, come away. Let's talk about the issue. And then he said, I will go to my watchtower. That's the place of prayer. He says, and I will see what God has to say about all these things that I complained about. What, what do you have to say about it, God? And then God started to speak to him and said, don't worry, things are going to change. Hmm? The vision is what? It's for an appointed time. He says, even if it looks as if it's taking too long to come to pass, don't worry. Wait for it. He says, but you need to write the vision. And you need to write it in such a way that you can, you know, energize people to run with it. In other words, complaining is not going to change anything. What you need to do is to create a vision of what you want to see and get people to run with that vision. That's what's going to bring the change. The change is not necessarily going to happen only by praying to God about it. It's by gathering people and saying, look, this alternative vision, we can pursue it together. It's a make the vision plain that he may run that readeth it. So when the academy is trying to get us to sit down and look at things and say, how do you engage your world? How do you engage your community? How do you engage your family? It's to do what Habakkuk 2 is talking about. That you must make the vision play so that you can recruit people into it. That he that readeth it may do what? May run. Now, if you don't have an alternative vision for Nigeria, Boko Haram has a vision for Nigeria. Do you know that? Mm -hmm. Do you know they have a right to have that vision? Mm -hmm. Are you more Nigerian than they are? Mm -hmm. 
they have a right to have, every individual has a right to have a vision for its environment. Every individual has received the dominion mandate. Now, their own mandate is corrupted. But they don't know it. Now, you that you know that your own mandate is correct. Are you trying to establish your vision for the land? Their vision for the land is that they be in charge and Sharia is what the country is operating on. What? Mighty name we pray. Thank God for his word to our lives. Have you been blessed by today's message? Then watch out for more episodes to come your way for his words on you every morning. To know more about us, visit our website on www.worldagentofchange.org and stay